What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 24 of EBPR, Everything But Politics and Religion. We'll talk about things such as never-ending classics at Olive Garden. (laughs) Yes, we will. (laughs) Whether or not ocean water is actually delicious. How dare. But yes. (laughs) But how dare. (laughs) The dramatic pause. Um, (laughs) Unexpected food allergies. Uh Mm-hmm. And, of course, our favorite meddler, Russia, the country Sarah Palin can see from her backyard and the one primarily responsible for putting Sir Basketball Neck into the Oval Office. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What? I'm going to stop you right there. Come on now. You know, we ain't talking about that. But I'm just like, it's just Russia. You know, there's like nothing major going on except for the fact that they clearly played a huge part in, you know, the 2016 elections and like, you know. President Basketball Neck, or excuse me, I don't even want to call him President Basketball Neck because, you know, like, really tight with Putin and Sarah Palin can see that country from her backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know that we don't talk about that here because this is everything but politics and religion, political figures, Lord have mercy, religion, like, just <sighs> just stop it all. But damn, stop. I thought I could. I thought I'd be able to get away with that one because I'm really just talking no. about Russia. You know what I mean? I mean, they have done a lot in terms of politics on our end. You know, people are getting murdered. No. There are indictments. You know what? No. Okay. No. No. Because you ain't talking about um, Peroshkis. You ain't talking about Moscow. You ain't talking about uh, Anastasia. So, like, you're not talking about anything about Russia that that, that don't got nothing to do with politics. So, well, even it's going to nip it in the bud. Even Anastasia's political, but yeah. All right. I'm talking about the Disney princess, that, that <laughs> Disney movie from a long time ago. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's okay. what I'll talk about. But it was still yeah. political, Alrighty. but but that's another episode. That's another episode. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Anywho, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by visiting audibletrial.com slash EBPR podcast. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, Alexa, or MP3 player. Yes, I love Audible. Um, (laughs) I also love our other sponsor, Today's podcast is also brought to you by Texture, our other sponsor. Enjoy over 200 magazines anytime you want with the Texture app. Start a free 14-day trial today by visiting ebprpodcast.com slash texture. I'm Des. And I'm Jasmine. Let's start the show. Jay Sizzle, how you doing? (laughs) I am doing great, you know, li- doing well, living life, life living. How about you? Yo, Jasmine, I like, I am so excited because I have been looking forward to today's episode for a while now, and I cannot wait to introduce our listeners to today's guest. Ew. Oh, yes. Tell us about the guest. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> Today's guest is a beautiful soul hailing from Indianapolis, Indiana. She's a creative, light-filled jewelry designer who is passionate about empowerment and getting in touch with your inner goddess. There are so many amazing things I can say about today's guest, but I'll let her say a few things about herself. So without further ado, here is Macy Dickerson. Hi, Des and Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I feel so honored. (laughs) Oh, stop, stop. Thank you for being on. Really appreciate having you here. 
Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to talk about what I do and share a little bit about my creative process. So. Yes, yes. Um, I'm super excited for you to be here, Macy. Like, literally, like when Jasmine and I were brainstorming for 2018, I was like, you know what? I know this girl. She's super dope. And hey, she went to the same college as us. I was like, we should definitely bring her on the show. And Jasmine's like, uh, yeah, let's do it. So here we all are. Woo, woo. <laughs> I no, I feel like a special kind of kinship with any person especially a person of color and especially a woman who made it through something <laughs> college. So <laughs> right cuz man we we lost a lot of soldiers on those four plus plus or minus years yeah. man lost a lot of soldiers. I just pour one out for them. Oh man, I just yo, I remember like my freshman year like rolling into FC. This is so long ago. I'm not even going to state the year cuz yo, I'm getting old. <laughs> but like rolling up in there and like everyone's like yeah this is the most diverse class we've ever had and i'm like holy <laughs> shit this is like oh i'm like i'm like there's 10 people of color here uh, okay mm-hmm. all right but i'm like all right whatever you know go with the flow and then like four mm. months later this is still the most diverse class we've ever had here <laughs> Despite the fact that like 10 people <laughs> had left. So it was just like me and like maybe three others who like ended up yeah. leaving. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Every year it's like that, I feel like. Every year. Every, <laughs> Every year. freaking year. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Macy, we're happy to have you on the show. And, and I, too, share in the special kinship of um, pigmented lady FC graduates. But I want you to you graduated way before us. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> How dare. Four years. Listen. Des, four not yeah. even like three years. We had an overlapping year. Three years. Girl, hush. We had we had one overlapping year mm-hmm. and there were still three years, homie. So yeah, you so, you there. You out there. You so up, so way before us? You saying it like I graduated in the seventies <laughs> or something. Like I graduated three <laughs> years before you. One, two, three. One, two, three. Um <laughs> man. But in FC years, that was like thirty years, because you know. <laughs> that's so yeah. accurate it's true i did definitely graduated with some great hairs that is for sure <laughs> oh my god so macy we brought you on to talk about like something that you are very passionate about that we feel that our listeners and ourselves could learn about as well but um i want to go ahead and give you the floor to talk about like who you are and what you do and mm-hmm. what you're passionate about and what you have to share with us today Okay. So um, as Des said, I'm born and raised in Indianapolis. Um, I Today I am a painter, I'm a um, jewelry designer, and just a creator in general. Like since as long as I can remember, I've always been like making stuff with my hands. Like since I was a little kid, um, you know, always drawing, sculpting, jewelry making anything I can get my hands on is like um just another way to express myself and I'm really blessed to have grown up in a very creative family 
So like my dad and all his siblings are super talented and very artistic. Um, my mom knits like crazy. She does pottery. My dad does photography and pottery. Like I am so blessed to be from a family that really, um, supports and cultivates creativity. So, um, my parents were always, um, helping me find classes at like local art centers to develop my abilities, like starting in childhood. And then in school, I was always um, in art classes and doing like after school art activities. And then at Franklin College, um, I actually majored in oil painting. So um, that was my focus of study. And since graduating, um, I've been continuing painting and then um, expanded to um, making a lot of jewelry. So yeah, that's kind of like a, a synopsis of where I'm at right now and what kind of got me here. Yeah, and just so I can throw in my little tidbit, um, guys, like Macy's art, like every single thing that I've ever seen Macy do, create, sculpt, whatever you have, um, has been pretty dope. Like, even just going back to college, it's like the things that I'd see, like, hanging up at, like, different shows and, like, in different galleries, I was just like, son, that's lit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like, she's, like, super, Macy's super modest, and that's one of the things I love about her, because she's just like, yeah, you know, I'm, like, a creative being, and I come from this family that, like, cult cultivates art. And I'm really appreciative, but, like, at no point is she going to be like, yo, I paint dope shit, and I make necklaces that everybody likes, and other types of jewelry that people rock out with. Um, so, yeah, that's me. So, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> No, I appreciate that. I really do. And I don't mean to like be overly modest or anything. I work super hard. I grind like I really like, you know, I studied this like I put in so many hours, stressful hours of work into um, getting, you know, getting better at what I do and just getting better at uh, expressing my vision more clearly. Yeah. And it's, it's such an honor when people are, respond to it because they don't necessarily see all the <laughs> insecurity and um, and self doubt that has to that I have to go through until like before I get to a final product that I feel comfortable sharing with the world. Mm -hmm. So it really means a lot when people can connect, and it's especially a huge honor when people want to spend their hard earned money. Like that is the most humbling thing I still can't even get over it like I'm just so in awe of it um people want to spend their money which ultimately was time of their lives that they um you know that they spent and uh so yeah I, I don't know I don't I don't take it lightly at all every sale I get um I appreciate it like it's my very first Aww. well like your hard work definitely is it shows through in every piece that you create so we appreciate it by throwing these coins at you, girl. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you. So, one of the things that, like, stood out to me about, like, some of your art. So, I know I've, I, as Des mentioned, I'm old as hell. And we did not overlap at Franklin. <laughs> so, I didn't get to see some of the art that you were creating at school. So, my introduction to yeah. your artistic creations is coming a lot from your your Etsy. And I noticed that there's like, mm -hmm. there seems to be a bit of a theme in some of the art there. <laughs> um, so, uh, and that's also kind of part of what, why, why we brought you on. But um, yeah. Um, do you, do you want, do you want to talk about um, 
body positivity and in celebrating the the pieces of you that make you you? Oh, yeah, sure. I love talking about it. <laughs> I don't want to give it all um, away, but like <laughs> I know I was like I was like let her do it. Jen. Let her do it. Let her. <laughs> um so I don't I don't know really where to begin just because um body positivity and body um, image is such a huge part in my creative expression, whether like no matter what the medium is. But um, what I think you're referring to are the Yoni necklaces that I've been sculpting lately. So, (laughs) so um, were you too familiar with the term Yoni before you saw my jewelry? Um... (laughs) Uh, so, so <laughs> I okay. Let me let me start. So I had heard the term yoni maybe twice, right before mm-hmm. I started seeing all of your branding and your um, jewelry and everything. And literally, the only times I heard of them were like with one of my friends who is like one of my most ratchet friends. Like I really love her, and she was just like, "Girl," mm-hmm. she was just like, "I be throwing that ass back on my man all the time," and I'm like, "Okay." Uh, okay. <laughs> That's I'm like, that's cool. And she's like, yeah. She's like, but you know what? It feels extra perfect because I'd be using them yoni eggs. And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> what, what? I was like, uh, what do you what do you mean by that? And I'm like completely confused at this point because I'm like, I don't know where those go. I'm like, I can assume that I that I know what a yoni is. I'm like, but I don't know. Like, what are these eggs you speak of? Do they hatch? Um, what? Are those like tamagotchi? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are those? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> put on a keychain. Do you put it in there while you're having sex? Like, I was confused because the context was just like, what? You use yoni eggs during sex. And then so I started Googling. And I'm like, ooh. How many crosses? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with mm. this. So, yeah, to be honest, like, I didn't know too much about it. Mm. But I learned a lot from just like kind of like watching Macy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a stalker, guys. I feel like I've like this <sighs> already, and I have like stalked Macy excessively and like just been like lurking in the shadows, like trying <laughs> to like figure out what she's doing or like what exactly like a yoni is. So like I was able to kind of like ascertain some of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was me. I found I first heard of Yoni like in a similar fashion, uh, like Yoni eggs and like the the what is that? So I was listening to a podcast where one of the hosts was talking about like the crystal work that she does. And she had mentioned Yoni eggs. Now it's just like, okay, well, what is that? Tamagotchi, that, that whole, what are those? So I did the Googles <laughs> and, um, and then came across one did like some reading and I was just like, okay, that's real interesting. So I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and add to cart, bought some on Amazon. And I was like, okay. Um, but there's like the other stuff that you see about like, about, like Yoni eggs. It's kind of like, all right, you got to like do... It's more than just like exercising. It's like meditation and doing like all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not there yet in my practice. So those eggs are definitely in a box on my nightstand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's my <laughs> only. That's all I know about the yoni. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that there was something outside mm-hmm. of like the yoni to go with the eggs. So if you want to drop some yeah. on us, that would be nice. I'm new. Yeah. So um, the first time I heard of the, the first time I ever heard the word Yoni was actually in an art history class in, in college. At Franklin? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I know, believe it or not. And um, so it, it was on a section about um, Indian art. And yoni is a Sanskrit word for the vagina, uh, which literally translates to sacred space. And um, as someone who grew up struggling with like body confidence issues, um, just this idea that my body could be something sacred and divine and um, worthy of reverence and uh, worship Uh and celebration. Um, That whole idea stood in such like stark contrast to the cultural messaging we receive about our bodies that, um, you know, they need to be censored, criticized, Uh controlled. Um, So this, this idea of Yoni, like I can't even understate how, transformational just that concept was and um so yeah I first heard the term in um, art history class and the seed was kind of planted and then um after graduation it was something that just kind of was stuck in my mind and it had so transformed my relationship Mm -hmm. to my body that I felt that it needed I felt like um it was something I wanted to incorporate into my creative expression so that other um, people could have a similar experience that I did. Aww. So yeah, that's and that's when I started making the um, yoni pendants. I like literally just it was so serendipitous. I just I had to find like I got some polymer clay, and I think the very th- first thing I sculpted was a vulva, and I posted it on Instagram. And like the response that I got from it, um, just really indicated to me that okay there's a need like this is something that we needed to be talk of mm-hmm. that we need to talk about this is something that women um want to learn more about and i realized there's just this vacuum of, like this um need for a positive message about our our bodies and our sexuality and um our vulvas because they don't always get a lot of love um least of all from our ourselves so agreed so like before you at first heard of the yoni in art history class. I need to, what teacher was this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, wait a minute. Um, did you, did you, did you have like a pretty good connection with your body? Like a, and like a positive ideal of your body or were you just like, like myself mm-hmm. um, subjected to like the criticisms and that it's not good enough. It's not supposed to look like that. It's not it's supposed to be hairless. Did, right. did you feel that same way before that point and then after that was when the change started um yeah absolutely like I um body confidence was something I seriously struggled with like since I was a little girl I remember like trying to lose weight like taking diet pills Mm -hmm. in like middle school just being so extra with trying to make my body fit a certain like definition of beauty and even after I learned about the term yoni like I don't want to um I don't want it to come across like that made me have perfect confidence and like perfect self acceptance. I think it's a, it's a daily challenge and it's a daily practice of like cultivating that um, self love and body acceptance in a world where companies are profiting Mm. off of our insecurities. So um, yeah, this, the term Yoni has definitely been um, a pillar in my kind of journey of body acceptance, but, um, it's not been the only part. Um, I've actually kind of been able to process, um, my bodily insecurities through my paintings as well. Um, so one that 
<laughs> a recent example of this, this kind of a story. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so um, one night I was sitting with my five-year-old niece and we were drawing in my sketchbook. And like I had her pose for me and I drew a picture of her and I gave her the sketchbook and asked her to draw me. Aww. And um, so she took her little crayon and drew me and then showed it to me. And uh-uh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was so cute. I had like my little bun and my hoop earrings on just like I was in that moment. And she had drawn like all these little dots all over my cheeks. And when I asked her, I was like, hey, Maya, what are these What are these dots? And she's like, um, those are the bumps all over your face. Oh, <laughs> thanks, baby. Got to love kids. From the mouth of kids, right? So <laughs> in that moment, I just really, I, first of all, I just had to laugh. And secondly, I just like started to feel a weight lifted off of me a little bit because I'd just been exerting so much energy, um, worrying that people were going to notice this quote unquote flaw. And I had so much fear that like people would see. Um, so once I could just like realize that, yes, it is visible. Yes, people are seeing and the world is still turning. Like <laughs> life goes on. Like it's not a big, you know, my worst, I don't know, what seemed to be something so scary. Um, once I actually was faced with it, I realized that I was like just building it up to be nothing. So um so anyways, once I was kind of forced to accept the fact that, okay, right now I have acne, um, I was then able to kind of um, take control of the narrative that I was going to have about um, about my acne. I realized, like, even though I couldn't control the fact that the acne is there right now, I can control the way I feel about it and to what extent I am going to allow it to affect my happiness. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, this process kind of manifests itself into a painting, which I call um, otherworldly. And it's this painting of a woman. She's got um, purple skin and curly hair on this um, dreamy, uh, cloudy background. And um, she's got wings. And on her cheeks, I painted little stars and constellations. And I stuck a little um, like 3D gemstone in each place on her face where I currently had a zit while I was Thank painting you. it. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I don't know, this this painting, I have it on my wall right now, and it's just, I don't know, a reminder that focusing on, like, the superficial, temporary, bodily, quote-unquote, flaws just limits our consciousness and um, and inhibits us from being the best versions of ourselves. So, I don't know. Um Long story short, that's just kind of an example of um, one of my recent, you know, body struggles that I was going through and how I felt that I was able to um, change it into something beautiful and positive through my art. When do you think you learned how to do this? Because this is because because that process of just like accepting it and realizing that you the focus on the flaw is keeping you from connecting to other people like that whole notion. That's a very mature notion. Like there are people in their 40s, 50s, 60s that are still focused on hiding this flaw and masking this and not really connecting with people on a deeper level. It's like, when do you think that you you got that? And and (laughs) me, (laughs) me too. Look, me too. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's, 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 why, that's why I have Spanx, guys, so that I can try to hide behind my flaws from the world when I'm wearing a, a dress that I probably shouldn't be wearing. Anyway. See, no, but isn't it crazy, though? Because it's like the anticipation of being found out is way yeah. worse than just actually it's, just being. Oh, it's so know? true. It's so true because I'm always like, it's like I know what I look like in the morning. I know what I look like throughout the day. I know how my skin is and all of these things. But it's like, Every day, it's just like, oh, my God, like, if I go out in public on a weekend and I'm literally just in, like, sweatpants and stuff like that, like, I don't want to see anybody that I work with because I'm like, yo, I don't want them to know how my hair looks on day five after a wash and go when I have been, like, just resting on it and it's flat in the bag and I'm out here with these sweatpants that got a hole in the side and it's showing all my little <laughs> jigglies, you know what I mean, and things. And I've got on this this T-shirt and you can see my my little belly kind of jiggling as I walk because, you know, I held and created and, you know what I'm saying, delivered a child. It's just like, yeah, it's like I know how I look and I know what it is, but like I don't want to be found out. Like I don't want uh, no mm-hmm. or like oh being at work and like going into the bathroom and realizing that like your shirt came up a little or that like your tank top that's underneath mm-hmm. your like you know top layer shirt or whatever is like being seen or that your pants like are like sitting a certain way to where like part of like your hip might have been seen for like three seconds and you're just like oh my god what the hell you're like damn I bet people probably saw this stretch mark that I've had since I was 11 because I'm a woman um so yeah, it, I, I think that's a really good point. Like being found out is like the scariest part. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, that moment when you realize, oh, I thought I was looking good and now I, I see myself and it's not what I expected. Oh, um, that just shows you like, but life life kept going. Like you didn't even know that there was anything wrong. So maybe there mm. wasn't anything wrong, you know? So what if that little thing was showing? You didn't know. It wasn't hurting anybody. Right. Right. And then it's like, nobody said anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, does it really matter? But then me being me, I'm like, nobody said anything because they're intimidated by me. They didn't want to make me feel bad. They didn't want to make me feel awkward. When in all actuality, people probably didn't give a fuck about that tiny little bit of skin that they right. saw. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, it's not like I have my, you know, nipple out, which, it, you know, whatever. <laughs> I have my nipples out all the time because I breastfeed um, and my child gets hungry and she's at the age where she'll just like yank it out and it's just real. Jasmine knows. Jasmine wow. seen. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, Des, I think you hit on something like um, part of what has helped me to, uh, I don't know, just have like a a better outlook on things is just putting things into perspective. Like, okay, if I'm standing in the mirror for like a long time, pulling out tiny hairs on my face, like that's when like in the whole grand scope of existence, like there is so much more interesting things going on, but I'm spending my time and my precious energy and attention, like so zoomed in on my own face. Like, let me, like get the fuck out of here like that is so yeah and like you said like nobody really I guess I just always have to remind myself like nobody really cares about you that much like (laughs) and if they they really go home still thinking about like oh wow I can't believe she had a zit then I feel that's more weird on them you know like that says a lot more about like yeah their suffering because they're clearly I mean if they care that much about beauty standards and they're suffering from them too so I don't know. Yeah. Just being able to let go and uh, 
have a sense of humor all, always helps too a little bit. Do you think that there's a point where we are completely non-caring about the outward appearance? It's like on the opposite end of the spectrum where people are just like mm-hmm. layers of makeup, spanks, wigs, weaves, like everything to fake it. And then the people that are just like all natural, like for real, like is there mm-hmm. and, and doing that f- and, and not coming from a place of self-love, but from a place of I really don't. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I feel like that's not anything that um, like an outside person can define for somebody else because like we can never, yeah, it all, it all has to be if, you know, doing nothing at all is what makes you feel empowered and makes you feel sexy and beautiful and makes you feel like you can be present in the world and connect with people, then that's your way of doing it. And someone else might need to do some primping to feel comfortable. I don't know. Yeah. That's a really good question. <laughs> I have an answer. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jasmine's like, damn, I thought we were going to be able to get through this without does that answering. Um, but no. So I feel like personally, right? Like, and this is just my perspective. I don't feel like anybody, anybody for the most part. Um, You know what? I think there might be like maybe like five to 10 people, probably some like monks or, you know, some like. <laughs> other people who are really just completely invested in like their energy and how they feel about themselves, which is dope. And like, I really hope to like get to that point in my life. But I think that for 97, probably 98% of the population, especially um, the population that identify as woman, as women, excuse me. Whoo, whoo, Facebook. Um, <laughs> I'm messing up your grammar. Yeah, I'll get into that later. Yeah, yo, when people be like, I want a strong woman. And I'm like, no, you, you want a strong woman. You don't want a strong woman. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but I just feel like 98% of the population is just like, I don't think there's ever any way to truly, you know, go out and be like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. To the point of like having no fucks where it's just like whatever. Um, because at the end of the day, you still choose what you wear. You know what I mean? Like if, if people were really out mm-hmm. here not giving a fuck to that degree, everybody like people would just be walking out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like completely naked or, you, you know what I'm saying? Like not having their hair done in any particular way, um, not bathing, things of that nature, because I think that a lot of that people do for themselves. But I think a lot of that is for like external Um, is external as well you know what I mean like people take baths and showers and things like that not just so they can be clean but so that people don't smell them right like and that's not something that is like there are no laws saying that you have to you know bathe this many times a day or you can't be funky or you have to wear deodorant Um, there are laws that say you have to wear clothing and things of that nature um, but you know what I'm saying it's like I feel like people still choose their outfits I feel like people still decide like how they want to present themselves um, in a lot of different ways so I don't think there's any way to really ever completely mm-hmm. get to the point of having no fucks I think you could I think there's levels to it right so like I can go out the house tomorrow in some compression pants and a shirt that has some stains on it and a loose sports bra and you know my titties be damn near to my ankles and you know what I'm saying my hair is just like whatever thrown back into a frizzy ass bun that I don't give a fuck about but at the end of the day like I still took the time to dress myself in that way Um, I still chose not to walk out in you know pum pum shorts and a tank top you know what I'm saying because like I didn't necessarily want to send that type of message. So it's like I'm choosing mm-hmm. how I'm received 
And I still care to an extent. I don't care in a lot of ways, but I still, there's a part of me that is always going to care about how I'm perceived by others in some way, right? Like, in, in. Yeah. I mean, I think that's human. Like, we have evolved to live all together. So, like, in societies. So, of course, like, that's, yeah. I, that's definitely going to be part of it. No, I was, I was just going to say, like, I've walked out of the house, like, twice today in my leopard print onesie and my hair still wrapped up uh, and some boots. And <laughs> yes, without giving any thought and no bra. BT dubs, no bra. And 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 I, I walked out of the house to walk to dog to walk the dog and there were absolutely no thoughts about outward perception. And I don't even know, like did I, I don't even remember if I washed my face this morning. Um so I don't know if that's just like depression or if that's really just like I'm here to do one thing and one thing only and you can see me or you cannot see me and I really don't care I think that I, mm-hmm. I might be at that like other level yeah no and I think it's empowering to have that option like oh hell yeah I know the me of like a few years ago would have never have considered that as an option like I felt like it was necessary for me to look a certain way <laughs> yeah. so to get to the point where you can separate yourself from those kind of um societal pressures and just be mindful of them and realize that no that's not you know that's not of you that's being put on you and then you can decide you know what makes you feel best in that context or whatever exactly but um but yeah but I found like for me um loving and accepting my body has been um that process has been kind of like a I don't know how to say it that process has allowed me to love and accept myself on a much deeper level past any kind of uh, body image. Um, because I know that there's a time in my life where I couldn't have really done the kind of introspection and um, self uh, acceptance of, you know, aspects of my personality and my psyche and my um, way of thinking. I couldn't have accepted um, some of my some of my deeper patterns if I was still concerned with my physical appearance. I don't know if that makes sense. But um, like loving, accepting your body, I think can be um, a vehicle for deeper self-love that reaches to like your personality and your spirit too. Yeah, I I get it. And I I completely agree. Like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like it's I almost feel that like ne- like if I look back on like myself like who would have never let myself leave the house like this at all like yeah. I haven't worn makeup in days like <laughs> and I compare like how I feel now to then like I know I'm much happier because by me caring less about what other th- people think of my outward appearance like that is a that's like something that I do for self care that is free and I can do that at home and I can do that almost without mm-hmm. thought because before where it used to stress me out like. I now am free from that stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have like more bandwidth. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, self care, I don't know if like Des told you before, but like self care is like super, super big for us. So mm-hmm. now that I put all my business out there, so y'all can see me in the streets in my leopard print onesie. <laughs> <laughs> no bra, guys. <laughs> hey. Um, uh, how do you practice self-care? So lately, um, self-care for me has looked like learning. Like, I don't know. I'm just in this state where I just really feel like I'm a sponge and I just want to take in new experiences and new um, 
new uh, sensations and new knowledge. So I've been signing up for like classes. (laughs) Like I'm really investing in myself right now, like taking classes. So um, a lot of them have been things that um, have kind of helped me like been like celebrating my body and my strength. Um, So for example, I did a acro yoga class yeah so that's where like you're in partners saw the pictures oh my god that shit is crazy so <laughs> macy's face in the picture oh my god she looked so unsure <laughs> but like excited at the same time it was like it was crazy. that's how i felt it was so crazy like yeah the teachers definitely love to like make you do scary things but it was also just such a cool experience of being so mm-hmm. vulnerable with somebody that I had never met before and just having to have complete trust in them because I'm literally balanced on their feet in the air um, <laughs> but then also it's it felt so right because I don't know it just felt good to kind of sit on somebody I don't know I felt like a princess that sounds I always feel so much better when I sit on somebody. That sounded like some kinky sex stuff right there. Wait a minute. (laughs) Self-care. Self-care. Self-care nonetheless. Um, (laughs) All right. Pivoting, pivoting. So um, (laughs) so this, I've also, I just like earlier this evening actually came from a salsa class. Um, So learning how to dance has been another way of like, Oh my God, it's crazy. And just um, the power dynamics related to like salsa dancing and being a follower. And uh, it's just fascinating. So anyways, salsa dancing on um, this past weekend, I did a, a pole dancing class. Hey, um, yes. Yeah. I have so much respect for the people who are really doing that every day because it is hard. Yeah, that is not easy. Whew. No, like the amount of strength, I'm still sore. <laughs> Man. And then um, I did a a twerk workshop. Yes. Which I I was really upset that they didn't just call it a twerk shop. Like somebody missed that. Out. Yes, a twerk shop. Yo, Jasmine. <laughs> Why would they not? It seems so obvious to me. But um, yeah, it's cool. So I got to learn a little dance routine. So anyways, yeah, self-care lately for me has been trying out different ways to move my body and like learning new things. I feel my brain like learning, like getting new neural pathways and stuff. (laughs) Um, But yeah, what I mean, what I need and what I want is changing all the time. But um, so ultimately self-love, I feel like is just feeding what deep down I um, I truly desire the best part of me desires, you know, what about you guys? All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> okay. Let me just, let me just make some stuff up real fast. Um, <laughs> no. So oh God, I swear. I said I was going to do all of these different things in 2018. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show myself some love with this. I'm going to use Korean face sheets doing every night. And I'm like, I, I haven't been doing that. Yo, this is like, I have not been washing my face as often as I should be. I have not been. I'm not going to say I haven't been bathing as often as I should be. Because I don't want everybody to know all that. Um but no, I'm just kidding, y'all. I've been t- I've been I've been keeping myself pretty clean. I mean, I always wash the important parts. Um <laughs> but no, I self-care has 
has been very inconsistent for me lately. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's kind of just looked like me eating everything. Mm. And, and we've Jasmine and I have kind of like discussed this before that like, you know, sometimes eating and drinking things that aren't necessarily deemed good for you are, are ways that you take care of yourself, right? Like if it mm. helps you to feel better um, temporarily or momentarily, um, sometimes that can be good. I mean, obviously, like if you're depressed and you're eating, you know, tables worth of spaghetti every single night like there there could be another issue but like lately I've just been kind of like allowing myself to like eat things and drink things um because I think I just kind of I deprived my body mm-hmm. a lot in 2017 and in 2016 when I was pregnant because I literally could not eat anything without getting sick um so I think that there was just like a lot of deprivation and I just I, I don't know why it all came to a head in like February and like January, but I was just like, yo, I need to go have Korean barbecue four times <laughs> in a matter of 17 days. Um, <clears throat> and I need to do this and I need to eat pasta and all that. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm like kind of balanced out. Like I, I think I've like taken care of like what my body wanted and needed. And it's time for me to now focus on what my body needs to like fuel it and make it feel like, better Mm -hmm. and heal it in all of the right ways um so yeah i've been eating um i've been sleeping Mm. which has been nice um because i again like i don't know where i lost track of my sleep but somehow since my daughter's been getting older i've just been getting less and less sleep so i've just been trying to like literally sleep everywhere i can (laughs) um not everywhere I can, but like sleep when I get the opportunities. Because listen, I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep in the bathroom at work, but I won't. Um, so yeah, but I, but I definitely, I know that there are some things that I need to improve. I know that there are some some goals that I have in terms of like, you know, my skin and just like making sure that I'm staying moisturized because like there was a period in time like college where I swear to God, I don't know that I put lotion on any time throughout those four years, unless I was about to like go get it in or like, unless my elbows were like scraping my sheets at night. And I was like, damn, like to the point where your elbows, like you need to pumice them. Like that's probably when I would put on lotion, but that's pretty extreme. Don't hate. That's pretty extreme. Yo, it's crazy. But listen, I just, I don't ever moisturize the way that I should. No, and it's no like, shame, man. I've, yes. I feel you. It, it's hard especially, and it's, it's time consuming. Especially in these cold months. Like when I get out of the shower, I just want to be warm immediately. I don't really yeah. want to be spending extra time putting co- more liquids onto my body. I had like a kind of terrifying, um, sobering moment though last week when I, I saw a glimpse of one of my ankles and um, oh. some leggings, and it was truly <laughs> the ashiest I think I've ever been. And it was like nobody should. Yo. It was really scary. I'm glad that nobody saw it. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, I need to make this I a priority. <laughs> my skin mm. needs me. <laughs> I get it. My man, my sobering moments come whenever I go get my legs waxed because, like, I'm one of those weirdos Wait, that, like, what I I. What pause? Mm-hmm. What the hell? I, that sounds so painful. Listen, that's a lot of that's a lot um, of skin to be uh ripping hairs out of. Listen, I okay. So since I was probably eight, I've just had this obsession with like pulling. There's it's called something. I can't remember what it's called, but like with pulling and extracting hairs from different parts of my body. Oh, it's like a satisfying thing for you. Yeah, it's like a satisfying thing mm-hmm. for me. So like with my legs, it's nice because it's like. 
the strips it's like i can just like feel as they go up and it hurts don't get it twisted yeah definitely hurts um but i can just like feel those strips like as they're like removing the hairs and it's really satisfying but at the same time what's not satisfying is when i'm there and these bitches are like (laughs) your legs are really dry so like oh the strips are snapping (laughs) when they shouldn't So, so if if we have to go over the same spot a couple times, I'm so sorry. It's just that your skin is, is really dry. So when I take the wax off, it's just taking off all the dead, dry skin. Whoa. And it's not getting the hair until like the third time. And I'm just like sitting there hella embarrassed. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, she just called me Ashy Larry, low key. And I'm just like, okay. And of course, it's like always these like, you know, well-intentioned white girls um, I actually had one one time and I had to check her real fast. She was like, oh, girl, you ashy, oh. bitch. Oh. No, you don't. Yo, like why certain like white people and like not to bash white people. I mean, you know what? I, people know how I feel about white people at this point. I can't be racist. I have a white mom. Um, <laughs> but like put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. But like. It's like, I don't understand, like, when you're in those types of situations, how, like, white people think it's appropriate at, at the most, like, sensitive and vulnerable yeah. time to, like, make a comment like that and, like, try to slide into, like, some colloquialisms. Like, mm. what? Did you just, mm-hmm. you really just, and I, like, literally, she did that. I was like, sweetheart, I was like, you don't know me. We're not friends. I'm really going to have to ask you to not use that type of language with me because you wouldn't be using it with Veronica or Becky if they came in here. I was like, and considering the fact that I am a black woman and that the term ashy is commonly used within our community or to describe us and has a negative connotation, I really don't appreciate it. Um, She was quiet the rest of the time. I bet she was. Wait, and then she waxed her legs after that? Yeah. Oh, man. I would feel um, yeah. like I, I wanted someone else. That sucks because then you had to just trust her, you know, with something very uh, potentially painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all good because you know what? Like, Macy, least- I don't think you know this about me. Oh, go ahead. But Jasmine knows this about me. Um, I complain a lot. So after that, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Finish waxing my legs, girl. Then you can wax my, you know, vaginal canal and everything else. <laughs> and then when you're done, I'm going to complain about the fact that you're passively racist and I'm going to get several services for free next time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it worked out. And that's what she did. <laughs> and, and you know what? She, you educated her too. And it sounds like you did it in a way that, um, that she could hear, you know, like, if you had just stayed quiet, then she would have kept doing that to other people and making other people who maybe weren't brave enough to say something feel uncomfortable. So until she got that ass. Right. So like you, you're, you did a good thing by educating someone who's clearly ignorant. You guys see, see, this is why I love Macy because she like, she's like, no, you did a great thing. Like you educated her. (laughs) Meanwhile, like this girl probably went home. I was just like, yo, this black bitch came in today (laughs) and like, she was like super freaking dry. And I told, you know what I'm saying? But Macy's like, no, you, you did a good thing. Like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. That's really great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. <laughs> okay, wait, what about um your self-care, Jasmine? Oh yeah, don't try to <laughs> let's go, J Money. Cause you thought you were getting out of this. No. I, I did. I was about to go ahead and move on to the jury. <laughs> <laughs> Moving left and right along. Um my self-care, um, you know, I'm not really doing much for self-care, really, outside of just 
not really caring. Mm. That's just like full transparency. Like when Mm -hmm. I have like so much going on, uh, like for work and for prosperity and all that, like knowing that I have to do something, knowing that I need to do something else for myself, like that is another thing on the to-do list. And when my to-do list is runneth over, Mm. I just, I don't really get time to schedule for me. So not really. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, Jasmine, just to like, because, you know, I know you and I are both moms. Um, I feel like it, and I, this is something that's commonly said is like self-care always takes like a back burner for moms, oh, right? Yeah. Like we are always taking care of our kids first. We're taking care of like house and home. We're making sure that, you know, people are ready for school, that meals are made, that we have food in the house, that things are clean, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's really hard. Like I can attest to that. Like it's really, really hard. And and I'm sure that's probably part of it too for you, Jasmine, is just like you are taking care of 9 million things every single day and like washing your face with like some three-step process and like getting your regimen popping and then making sure you put a sheet on every night and then a moisturizer and toner and all of that. It's like adding to my to-do list yeah. when I'd really just rather be sleeping yeah. or making money <laughs> yeah. or doing what I need to do to make sure shit's taken care of facts that that's that's yeah. really it yeah that 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 is yeah. it like it's i'm like i'm a notorious person for like developing a life hack so any way that i can shortcut and make life easier like that is what i do so when you're talking about like dry skin i talked about this before like i use this jergens after shower stuff yay i'm not i'm not really like moisturizing my skin because that that makes me feel better and i'm like releasing endorphins or draining lymph nodes like i'm doing none of that i'm literally just putting lotion on my skin but that is (laughs) when like when my body hurts i'm not like as productive as possible and that's because like i'm in pain and my skin feels really bad when my skin is really dry. So the way that I combat that is by putting on lotion, but putting on lotion is too much of a hassle. But now I have this shortcut of putting it on while I'm in the shower and I'm like, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. There is that. It's technically not self-care, but you, you kind of put it under the self-care bucket. It is. Yeah. No, I think it is. I think that we've kind of... Um... I don't know, everyone, when they speak of self-care, it's like this image of like soaking in a bubble bath with like <laughs> candles and stuff. And I don't and wine. I don't think that self-care has to even be a task or a specific activity. Right. It can be more of an intention that you set of like, I'm going to do things that are in my best interests that are going to make me, um, you know, like have a better life tomorrow than than yesterday or whatever. It doesn't necessarily, Jasmine, kind of like you said, like you don't want to make it into it just a yet another thing that you have to do mm-hmm. rather it could be a mindset through which you walk through the day in a way that honors like your your best self Aww. gems well i appreciate the positive spin yes <laughs> total gems yeah no really i feel like i mean it sounds like you're doing what you need to do and like saying no to the things that seem extraneous and that's that's so important yeah. Yes, it is. One of my big parts of self-care, for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, okay. I know that, like, we've kind of, like, gotten off the topic, but I want to get back on the topic just because I feel like there's, like, a really important piece of the conversation that we're having that I think needs to be said. Um, So I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, I want to talk about body image a little bit more before we kind of, like, proceed because we are all women of color, right? Um, and I know that we probably all identify in different ways, but in terms of, of having a positive body image, 
Do you guys think that, or excuse me, do you lovely ladies, <laughs> lovely women, however you identify today, um, do you think that it's harder to have a positive body image as a woman of color in the United States, of course, but also just as a woman of color? Do you think it's harder to have a positive body image for us than it might be for others? I, 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 I personally can't speak for the difficulty other people are have with it. With I'm talking about you, Jasmine. I, I know, I know. Like you, you think. But to compare it to someone else, like is it harder or not? Like I don't know. But I know that I feel that it is very hard to have a positive body image because so much of the parts of my body that I do have, um, because it's my body. Um, so so many of those traits and attributes are have been repeated that they are ugly or they're hideous. Like you're. Boobs are too big. Your butt is too big. Your mm-hmm. lips are too big. Your nose is too big. Your skin is too dark. Your hair is too curly. Like, like all of those things. And, and, and especially like on my body. And then to see like other people be applauded for those exact same things, but they are not, they're not of the same mm-hmm. skin complexion. Um, Kardashians. <laughs> We're looking at you, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Chloe, Kylie, but our, all of but you. our lab manufactured. So it's like you—you you didn't even really look like that when you were my age. Like, wait a minute. So mm. it's—I I find that it is harder. Like society is telling me that, like, I am hideous. While the same, while if I were just like a little bit lighter, I would be beautiful. If my hair were straighter, I'd be beautiful. Um, but at the same time, like I've knowing that I'm still going to be here and that I, I'm still like a sexy, beautiful person. I know that I have to spend less time worrying about what society thinks of me and more time about more time focus on what I think of me and finding somebody who thinks the same of me. So yeah. it's, it, mm. it, it, yeah, when I was a teenager and that stuff really mattered to me. Yeah. But like now, no, like I, I'm literally not giving any fucks. Hence my leopard print onesie. So. <laughs> I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> It sounds really, really like a great outfit. It's just one and done. Mm-hmm. It's so Jump into it. Oh my gosh. It's the greatest. <laughs> it is the greatest. <laughs> Macy, what about you? How do you, what do you feel on about this? Well, like you said, it is kind of hard to speak when this is like the only body that you've ever really you know, perceived life from. Mm-hmm. But um, I think women of color do have a um, unique struggle when it comes to body image just because like in America we're all measured against these Eurocentric standards of beauty uh-huh. so um, so I know like growing up I had well hair like I had so many so much insecurity um, with my curly hair and especially up growing up with a, a white mom whose hair didn't doesn't look like mine um, she didn't know what to do with it like I know like your mom is kind of the only vision that you have of your future self. And so when you don't look anything like her, it can be kind of, I don't know. It's like, it's, uh, it's, it can be confusing, I guess. So, um, and then like from the artistic standpoint, it's kind of interesting because, you know, in, in college and high school and everything, studying art history, the only art that we ever study, um, is usually like European art. So we're like the, um, we're just bombarded with these images of like white women and like who are supposedly like the epitome of beauty. So now um, like I never paint white women. I only paint women of color. Um, 
I guess, is like a response to that because I want our beauty to be celebrated and elevated. So yeah, I don't know. I guess that those are my thoughts on that. But I don't know. My my own um, perception is, you know, from my from I don't know. My whole view is from my perspective perspective as a biracial like light-skinned woman so I don't try to um like claim I don't know I I can't really uh yeah you know what I mean like I have to recognize my privilege as a like pale Mm. biracial woman I feel that well yeah I don't know Des would you want to speak on that at all yeah so I like I really really love that you just said that because that's one thing that that I constantly like have to check within myself because like I identify as black, right? Despite the fact that I have a white mother, like I am fully, like I will tell you that I'm black. Like people are like, Oh, how do you identify black? Like I don't do the whole, Oh, I'm mixed. I'm biracial. Mm -hmm. I I've just identify as black, which is, you know, my choice. It's how I choose to identify. Um, a lot of people identify differently and that's totally fine. Um, but being that I identify as black and that I'm constantly like, speaking and understanding things, um, I do have to check myself because at the end of the day, I identify as black, but I still do have a white mother, which comes with all types of privilege um, in terms of that. And I am lighter skinned than other women, people, whomever who identify as black. I do have a different hair texture than some people, you know, who identify as black. Um, You know what I mean? And having like those two things are so highly ranked like within our society like oh you know if you're the closer your hair is to straight or the closer your hair is to being like exotic looking it's like the better in our society or like the lighter you are the closer you are to passing as white is deemed better in our society which is like bullshit um and is ridiculous but it's something that i constantly have to think about um when i'm having conversations with people and kind of just to go back to like another episode where um, you know, I've I've talked to men, I've talked to people before and they're like, oh, I like light skinned women. I like this. Oh, you're so beautiful. Like you're a red bone, blah, 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 blah. And just really having oh. to understand that, like, that comes from a lot of different places and that I have privilege that I mean, even Jasmine might not have because Jasmine, you're not um, oh. I don't think you would identify as dark skin in any way, but we have different types of hair. You know what I mean? So it's like there might be privileges that I have that you might not necessarily have based solely on that. Um, And to take it a step further, Macy, just to kind of touch on what you said um, about your mom being like a reflection, um, like, you know, of like your future self, that's something that I feel so deeply, especially now that I have a daughter, um, because my mom did not look like me when I was growing up. And I think that that had a lot to do with some of my body image issues, just because I didn't necessarily understand like, how I was supposed to look, you know what I mean? Cause I, I'm, I'm trying to straighten my hair and I'm mm-hmm. doing all these things and I don't understand why I can't use the same type of brush on my hair that my mom can use. And I don't understand why my mom's telling me, no baby, we have to put grease in your hair. We have to put oil in your hair. We have to do this, but mom, you don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that like, that's huge. And especially for me, like my daughter who will probably identify as black i'm assuming i you never know I, you know i don't know she's only one um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, i mean uh, she if she identifies as white we're gonna have a completely different <laughs> issue but um but you know like 
I look at her and my daughter is darker skin than I am. Like we have kind of similar hair, but even her hair is different from mine. And I look at her and I'm just like, I wonder if she's going to have similar issues um, or if she's going to see me as she gets older and just kind of like more cognizant of things and more woke. um, If she's going to see like me and my perspective on things or how I say things and do things as privileged because I am lighter skin with different hair than her. Um, Um, So, yeah, it's I I think that's a really good point. Um, But I just I really wanted to ask that question because I do think and not to say like harder, I probably phrase it the wrong way, not to say that our struggle with body image is harder than anybody else's. But I just think that as women of color, you know what? No, fuck that. As women of color, I do think that the struggle with with having a positive body image is significantly harder Mm -hmm. than it is for women of non-color. And I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna just keep it a buck because at the end of the day, we are constantly compared um, to all of these like Eurocentric standards of beauty. We are constantly held to all these standards. We, you know what I mean? Like everything comes back down to women of non-color. Mm-hmm. So it's harder, I think, especially like living in the types of communities um, that like black people are typically like associated with or that black people might live in and like, you know, mm-hmm. like more urban environments. Yes, I'm using the term urban. Um, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that, I think that it's really hard. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's hard to have a positive body image because there are so many people who have internalized so many different things mm-hmm. that they don't even realize it, like coming down to the light skin thing or the exotification thing or, um, you know, having a big ass, having big boobs mm-hmm. and how that's okay in some communities. But then you go into other communities mm-hmm. and it's not a thing. Case in point, um, what's his name? Sir Mix-a-Lot? Uh <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, you got back. Um, well, Cosmo says you're whack, but I ain't down with that. Like referencing the fact that like he likes big butts and he cannot lie, but that like and this is like this song is woke, and that's the craziest yeah. part. This song is like actually kind of woke. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking about the fact that like he's into like women with big butts. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like bodies that are like fuller, blah, 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 blah. The magazines don't necessarily recognize that, but it is what it is. So it's just kind of like that sort of thing. So I think it's hard. And I think it is harder. Here, Here's my devil's advocate thing. No, think about the white- no, 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 no. And, and we don't even have to get into it. But to think about, think of maybe like what the white women were thinking when that song came out. Mm. They didn't have big butts. They didn't have big lips. Cos well, like Cosmo might have said, "You're all that," but here's like this. Here's Sir Mix a lot, <laughs> and he, he doesn't like you. He just said it flat out. He doesn't <laughs> like you. I don't. I can't even imagine like what that would be like to be like in the minority group and be of the beauty standard that everyone is accepting, but to have somebody mm-hmm. with a platform say, "Actually, I don't like anything about you." I don't, you know what? I don't care, honestly. <laughs> like, I get it. You playing devil's advocate. But here's the thing. That song wasn't for them. It wasn't for them. Just like, yo, and, and I'm going to take it even further. Just like all these people who are out here complaining about Black Panther and, oh, it's so black. And why are people showing up in Afro gear and Angelina Prince and dashikis and everything like that? Um, because we're excited about this movie. And this movie ain't for you. It's for everybody, technically. We all know that. But come the fuck on, yo. Like, look at the cast. It's not for you. <laughs> it's for everybody. Jasmine, please. No, what? That movie is for everybody. But at the same time, it so is, it's for, it is for wait, everybody. Wait, but so you know, at the end, no, so no. Harry Potter. And, and, and people were allowed to dress up. 
to celebrate that movie. So I don't understand why people, Black people especially, aren't allowed to dress up to celebrate Black Panther. I'm with you. I completely agree. And that that's true. But but that's the thing. It's just like if we if we want to claim something as our own, if we want to say like, oh, this is for us and you know what, whatever. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I don't care how they felt after Sir Mix-a-Lot came out with his song because <laughs> I still love that song. It wasn't for them. You know what I'm saying? Cosmo was for them. It's always been for them. They, they try to throw some black people in here and there. Um, th- try to throw some editors in here and there. And they're like, oh, it's for everybody now fuck out of here um yeah that's all i have to say jasmine you know man you just you really just trying to get me started out here and i i say that because um here is my here is my um what where i was when that song came out um i was living in a community where i was not black enough i didn't have a butt i didn't have a chest my hair was too well my skin was too light my hair my mom like relaxed my hair so my hair looked nice like i no, I I didn't even identify with the Sir Mix a Lot song. Hold on, did you just say your mom relaxed your hair so your hair looked nice? Quote unquote, like my hair looked nice. Like that's that's literally. Ooh, you see, you gotta throw them quotes in when you say it. You gotta throw them quotes in when you say it, cause I was, you know, I was I was rearing up. Cause cause I'm 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 quoting what the I'm quoting what the kid said to me. You gotta you gotta listen with that. You gotta quote it, cause I was. <laughs> I was getting ready. I was like a horse, you know what I'm saying? Like rearing up, like getting ready to like buck. I was, I was about to knuck if I buck. Okay, sorry, Jasmine. Go ahead. It, it's I'm I'm in that. Well, I can play devil's advocate thinking about the people who Cosmo liked back then. Like I'm I'm in the third group that Ooh. Cosmo didn't like, and that the people that that song were about also didn't like because they didn't feel that my body type identified either. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm like that. I'm that three percent of people again. So. I get that because here's the thing. I mean, I never had that much ass either. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's this meme out there that's like, you know, if God would have given me or whomever the creator would have given me like the booty that I wanted, like I would have, you wouldn't be able to stop. I would be out here. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I would really be out here. Like literally right now, like, let me come into some money and go get a Brazilian butt lift. Like you, nobody, ah! nobody will be able to tell me shit ever. No, Macy, that's self care for me. Okay. Um, no, I'm so glad that we're talking about butts because really, butts have been on my mind this weekend, and I feel like butts are the next painting that I need to do because, um, like both of you, I've been feeling the pressure, like. To have a bigger booty, mm-hmm. especially after the twerk class I went mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this teacher's booty was so, I was seriously so jealous. Mm-hmm. Like I left, I thought I would like kind of had something working when I walked in there. But after seeing the way that she moved and her butt, it was like so perfect. I was just like, I was feeling a little self-conscious. And then I really had to like stop myself and be like, wait, this is just yet another standard of beauty that has been put upon us yep. that we feel like we need to conform to, especially as women of color, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's it's arbitrary. Like, who decides you had that is what's sexy? Like, that's the only way to be sexy or whatever. Like, we can all be our own version of sexy with a little booty or a booty that doesn't, like, you know, jiggle so beautifully like the teachers did or whatever. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Macy. I, I 
I appreciate that because I that's that's the talk that I needed to be able to have to with myself. Heck, when I was little and still now. So, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard because it feels like, you know, the pressure to be skinny is so obviously, you know, unhealthy and detrimental. But this feels like a more healthy, yeah. you know, standard of beauty to have when really it's unrealistic for a lot of yeah. us. Because we weren't we, we we weren't lucky enough to get big old luscious booties like that. But with 10k, <laughs> you can't. Oh my god! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like I used to honestly contemplate that. I'd be like, "Yo, I could really be out here getting a Brazilian butt lip. Like I could really." But then I was like, "Like yeah. now that I have a daughter, especially, I'm like, yo, I don't want to go manipulate my body." Um, for like trends or for, you know, someone else's like aesthetic pleasure uh-huh. or um, even, you know, just to say that I have a fat ass when because I don't want my daughter to feel that same way. You know what I'm saying? Like when she gets older, mm-hmm. I don't want her to be like, oh, I, well, I need a bigger ass. I need to go get a Brazilian butt lift. Like I don't want her to feel that way. Like she's going to be perfect just how she is. And I think that's one of the ways that I like kind of recenter myself. And like, I'm just like, yo, if this is not something that I would want my daughter to do in the future, or this is not a feeling that I would want her to have, then I I need to just like bring it back. And I really need to like think deeply about what I really should be thinking, feeling, doing, et cetera. Agreed. Profound. Wow. Profound. Finally, I dropped some bars. (laughs) It's true. I do wonder about like a lot of people who have kids, like especially like not to get too far into the Kardashians, but um, what is it? The one who just had the baby, Kylie? Right, maybe. Kylie. What's that baby gonna look like? And is she gonna look at her mom and be just like, Oh my gosh? And then she has to <laughs> Kylie has to pull out the, the book, just like actually this is what I used to look like. So when you turn eighteen <laughs> Listen, that's that whole situation is crazy just because I mean, you know what? I let me know. I'm not going to speak on anybody's kids, but I'm just saying you got Kylie before <laughs> surgery and enhancements and everything was like, mm, just a regular yeah. schmegular white girl. And then you got Travis Scott. who mm, the, the. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? It's like that, that child is really I mean, because the child is only going to know what their mom looks like. And then one day is going to see an old picture from when she's like 12 and like, whoa, mom, what happened? It's like, who is this? <laughs> who is this yeah. ugly girl right here? <laughs> Like that's you, mama. <laughs> it's like, mom, where'd your lips come from? How'd you get lips? <laughs> I don't have no, li- I don't have no bottom lip. How do I get one? You, you got two. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying too much. All right, but okay. Look, positive body image, positive, positive. <laughs> Everybody's body's beautiful in their own way. Y'all don't need to be out here getting surgery and doing the most. Like literally love yourself, eat what you want, do what you want, be good to yourself and like stop trying to like look like everybody else. Exactly. So Macy, <laughs> yeah. in in doing like painting and whatnot in college, like how did you get into sculpting and specifically like sculpting Yoni? jewelry and other jewelry to uplift and celebrate the parts of the body that Cosmo and other people say shouldn't be celebrated. Because I know like before you had mentioned like you picked up some modeling clay and you were just like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then like you, you did it. Yeah. I was like, was that really like yeah. the beginning? No, that was that was literally it. Like I'm really trying to think <laughs> if there's any kind of like, <laughs> no, that was just, that was it. Like I, I made the, the very first Yoni 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I just made it. I didn't even make it as jewelry. I didn't even think of it as a piece of jewelry. Oh. It wasn't until like the third or fourth one that I was like, let me see if I can make this into something wearable. And then, yeah, I just started making pendants. Like, I wish there was a more cool or like uh, interesting backstory for it. It was just, um, yeah, I don't know. It just came up kind of quickly and naturally. And then just the the responses I got and the kind of conversations I was able to have mm-hmm. based off of my jewelry were um, like a, well, first of all, just wearing the pieces out. And um, it's kind of always interesting to see how people react when they actually notice. <laughs> I was just going to ask, like, how is that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's fascinating. It's like you you really skip levels of intimacy oh, because yes. so, like I get into conversations with complete strangers and then like soon we're saying how much we love each other and hugging like I don't. This just happens to me all the time where it's like it seems to be the people um, who need it are the ones, the people who need to hear this message of like radical self-love are the ones who um, who like ask me about it usually. But um, yeah, and then the people who, the people who are like freaked out by it mm. just wouldn't say anything. <laughs> probably you know (laughs) yeah and I can I can honestly throw in some perspective on that too because like I like I've said before like I have I have the earrings I have like a necklace I have like several like just other pendants and like I remember wearing the earrings to like one of my jobs in New York right like thinking that I could like be super discreet. Get away with it yes yeah and like (laughs) I like walked into like one of the high schools I was working with and this kid came up to me and was like, Miss E, are you wearing some vaginas on your ears? <laughs> and I was like, ah. I was like, they found me out. Um, and then like literally like later that day, like the same kid like brought like four people was like, dog, look, like Miss E deadass has like some vaginas on her ears. And I was just like, I'm glad you guys are saying vaginas and not pussies because I know it's probably really hard for you to use that term. Um but yeah, or like when I bought one for I bought one from Macy for one of my coworkers because my friends like super into like um, you know, black art and things that are like black made and like handmade stuff. So I bought it for her and she opens it and like she'd never seen one before. And she's just like, Is this a vagina? And I was like, Yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, You need to embrace that shit. I was like, she's like, This is so beautiful. She's like, Oh my gosh. She's like, You think I can get away with wearing that here? I'm like, you're gonna have to. Um, so it's, it's always interesting, like even, even on Tinder, yo. So one of my pictures on Tinder, I have like those, those earrings on. And like, there were a couple people who like slid into my messages and were like, yo, um, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or nothing, Ma, but like, are those vaginas <laughs> that you got on your earrings or flowers? And he's like, I'm, I, it's a real question. I just don't know. And I was like, well, they're kind of the same, you know, one in the same, actually. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, no, it is always fascinating. It's like definitely a conversation starter. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> um, That's an understatement. <laughs> but also, there are so many women um, who, Okay, I don't know about like what your guys' sex education was like, but mine at my high school was like little to none. It was basically just like uh, <laughs> abstain. That was all they taught us. So we learned nothing about yep. ABC. Yeah, we learned nothing about like our pleasure, nothing about 
anatomy even or um and like nothing about our vulvas or our labias so i and then like um so that just led me like all my education about sex came from porn which is not meant to be an educational tool (laughs) so i had all these (laughs) like (laughs) so when i first like um you know started my life as a sexual being I came in with all these misconceptions because my whole view of what it was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be and what role I was supposed to play and what scripts I was supposed to act out was all based off of this off of pornography which is you know entertainment not reality and so um and yeah that that so my um so I felt like a lot of insecurities about my vulva because um you know porn is not necessarily the most accurate um, or diverse depiction of what um, vulvas look like, you know. So, um, so that's a whole nother layer of the the yoni the yoni pendants that I love talking about because I feel like it's so important. Like, there's so many women who we have these insecurities and never talk about them and carry all this shame with us, and that translates itself in, you know, the how present we're able to be when we're with a partner and the amount of pleasure that we're able to have. Um, you know, you can't really be enjoying your experience if you're not comfortable enough to be like seen or touched or haven't even looked at your own body. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's something I'm really passionate about because, um, our sexual lives, whether it be like our individual sex with ourselves, sex, you know, with others is so fundamental. It's such a huge part of, our um, lives and our, you know, expression of mm-hmm. expression of self. <laughs> and we're just not able to connect. No. Speaking of sex with ourselves, um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. This 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 isn't the the sex episode, so I'm not gonna go into that. But oh, can I come on that yeah. one too? Yes. <laughs> I mean, can I be a guest yes. on that one? <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there i see what you did there <laughs> you just got it oh my lord um, <laughs> sorry mom don't listen to this <laughs> he's gonna be like <laughs> your mom's gonna be like intently listening to this whole thing like i'm so proud of my dog like at this point my i'm seriously so spoiled like my parents are so supportive at first when i you know told them what i was doing they didn't know until I had actually like started selling some, and then I told them about it. And now they are so seriously like my biggest fans. I tried to give um, a business card to the woman, but like at the the desk or the uh, bank teller the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I already have one. Your dad came in last week and gave me one." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they're so supportive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dad. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like, they, hey, you you want to you want to be unique? I got this. So cute! I can't believe I never would have thought I would uh, even be able to say the word vagina to my parents. You know, and <laughs> vagina, now, vagina, 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 vagina. Now look at us. <laughs> oh man, it's so that's I like I love hearing that, especially because like I've met your your parents, Macy, and like they're so sweet and like so nice but like i would have never thought that like your dad would be out here handing yeah. out your business cards like yeah check out my daughter's work she look at look what she doing look this is my baby you know what i'm saying like i would have never expected that so beautiful they're like supportive like way past the point that i <laughs> that i even really have wanted them to be at times like <laughs> there was one time i was selling my jewelry at um it was a live storytelling show and it was all like 
sex stories. So it was like people like open mic night, but it was all sex stories. And I like purposely did not tell my parents about it because I was like, I really do not. They, they cannot show up. Like I cannot, I cannot see my parents in this setting. <laughs> oh and my literally God. my dad came, but he only came to like see Aww. my table and check to make sure that I have everything. And then he left before the show started. But I seriously like, I felt like the biggest brat because I was like, like he is so precious. Like <laughs> my parents are so precious. <laughs> what are you doing here, Dad? No <laughs> What? Why are you here? Okay, no, I have everything. Thanks. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> Thanks for coming, but at the same time, like, please go. <laughs> Dad, you're embarrassing me. I'm about to. I'm about to talk about sex. I feel like no, I'm just... you're too pure for this. <laughs> so yeah, we, um, you were mentioning like your first like yoni piece, getting like a lot of love on Instagram, and now you transition into making jewelry. Um, I was wondering, you know, I, I saw you got like some celeb love on one of your pieces. What is what's that like? Like you, you blowing up? Like you're, you're blowing up and educating? How do you, how's that? What's that feel like? <laughs> I don't know. Instagram. Instagram is definitely Instagram is the way that I like meet pretty much all my customers and uh, my people. And I have such a confusing relationship with it <laughs> because sometimes I hate Instagram so much. Like, especially after I've, um, mm-hmm. you know, those videos where it's like people mixing ingredients really quickly and it's like one minute videos and they're like making yeah. food or whatever. Um. I can really go down the rabbit hole watching those. And like 10 minutes later, I look around and I'm like, what, is, what the fuck? Where am like, I? What am I? <laughs> this is so stupid. What am I doing? I'll really be mad. So like ugh, Instagram can be so dumb. But alternatively, it's seriously, um, it is such a great like tool for education and sharing positivity and spreading light like there's so I follow so many people who are so inspirational and um so yeah I don't know it's such a it's such a weird paradox on Instagram like the the mix of the really meaningful and the really (laughs) dumb (laughs) but it is amazing for like it has seriously shrunk the world like that's that's the amazing thing about Instagram. Like I felt like I've really kind of been able to connect with a, a tribe through Instagram in a yeah. way. And spread your message and, and spread your education. Yeah. Just right. Like just connecting with people who are on the same kind of journey that I am is beautiful. Macy should be a life coach. So serious. Like seriously. Cause like literally like, <laughs> Macy just like the way she speaks is just so like loving and gentle, but like also like very real. And then it's like if you look at the stuff that she posts, Jasmine, like I don't know if you've looked at her IG, oh. but like if you look at the stuff she posts, you're just like, damn, yo, this this person like has it together. She's out here dropping gems, sharing all the real shit. Like Macy, I'm telling you, that's something you need to look into, like life coaching for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely I definitely don't feel like I have it all figured out but sharing the sharing the process is I think really can be healing you know so <laughs> I am full transparency I have not gone through the depths of your Instagram what is it so I can follow you creep <laughs> I know Des knows um, she's favorited it she looks at it every minute 
I mean, I mean, I'd be screenshotting it sometimes and like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna steal this quote and like repost this on another day. And I'm and I'm not gonna attribute. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, feel free. Do not you never have to, you know, you never have to cite me. <laughs> unless it's her art. And then y'all need to be tagging her unless it's my art. That's the one thing that that truly does sadden me. Like there's just been several times where I stumbled across Someone has reposted my picture and not said where it came from. It's like, damn, I work really hard, you know, like I want people to be able to know where they can get this if they want it in their life. So that makes me a little sad when people don't give the credit where it's due. I don't think they do it intentionally, but it, it is something that we all need to be mindful of when we're sharing any kind of artwork or any kind of meme that's been created from somebody's artwork who didn't get credit, like. That kind of stuff runs rampant on Instagram. Yeah. I remember one time I saw something like it was like somebody wearing something of yours. Um, and I and like somebody was like, oh, my God, that necklace is so amazing. Like, where'd you get it? And like the person like I was like, OK, I'm gonna give them a couple hours. And like <laughs> they didn't respond. So I was like, you can get that necklace from at curl. And it like literally like I was just like posting all your info. And I was like, she's also available on Etsy. I'm like, I'm such a stalker. Like, I'm like a creep because I'm out here really like. Like, I'm, like, Thank a hype you. person. People are going <laughs> to listen to this episode and think that, like, I'm probably secretly in love with you and stalking you for real. They're, like, <laughs> they're going to be, like, Des doesn't ever get excited or, like, happy about, like, anything. And she's always, like, talking bad about people. And she's out here, like, oh, Macy's this. Macy's that. Follow her. Bye. Like. Subscribe. Um, so, yeah. That means so much to me. It really does. <laughs> um, oh, but my, my Instagram <laughs> is at curls c-u-r-l-s curls gone wild 28 it's my instagram handle and that's where i post some like my latest creations my works in progress random little you know snippets of positivity perfect so everybody else should be out there following as you hear the tap 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 on your on your on your screens (laughs) (laughs) yes all right um so you have you have a store. Your art has been liked and loved by celebrities all over. Um, who was it? Who was it now? Kalani, right? Oh, yeah, Kalani. Yeah, I'm trying to get her a necklace. Ew. It's a, I'm manifesting that. <laughs> Look, let me let me concentrate and manifest that too. <laughs> yeah, we exchanged a few messages back and forth. So I'm trying to like navigate how to get one to her without seeming like a creep you know well, I'm about to- <laughs> True. as you say this i'm like let me let me see if i can find her manager's contact info uh, <laughs> such a creep but that's what you gotta do that's what you gotta do <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so um i i know i'm interested in purchasing some things from this store and um a little birdie told me that you might be able to offer a promo code to ebpr listeners you want to talk about things? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, my Etsy store is macydickersonarts.etsy.com. Um, and right now until um, I think I'm going to do till like the end of April where I have got a promo code active and live. Um, it's EBPR25. And that'll give you a 25% discount on anything in my Etsy store. Yo, 25%? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
EBPR 25. (laughs) Take my money now. Yes. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Mace Dickerson Art. Enter the code EBPR 25 (laughs) and save 25% today. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, We kind of talked about this before, but um, like the Yoni typically is very like cis woman, cis, I don't know the right terminology, correct me if I'm wrong. It's very like cisgendered and it can be exclusive, especially to like transgender women or or women that don't um, consider themselves to be cisgendered. But you mentioned that you were open to collaborations. How would somebody reach out to you to help get like their, like whatever it is that they want Yes. I can talk. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. No, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you bringing this up because this is something that um, has really been on my mind and been on my heart recently. And um, I really try to be mindful of my language and not um, just equate vaginas to mm. womanhood. But um, since, you know, I create all my art from you know my own personal perspective and um, experience of life. I am a cisgendered um, woman, and my vagina has, you know, played a huge role in my experience of womanhood. But um, and so that's my story to tell. But I am open. I would love to do, um, you know, I love doing collaborations and um, custom designs to express um, other people's experience of womanhood um, that is different from my own. Because I don't, you know, there's always more to learn. And I can't really speak on experiences that I haven't had, but um, I would love to lend my talents to help somebody um, express uh, their view of, of life. That's right. Yes. And so how would they reach out to you to get that, that ball rolling? Yeah. So the best way would be um, you can send me a message through Etsy um, or my email address is MacyDickersonArts at gmail.com. So um, either way, or you can even DM me on Instagram if you have an idea that you want to collaborate on. Um, like I said, I'm, I feel like I'm a perpetual student. So I always love to learn from other people and connect and hear about their experiences. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slide in them DMs, y'all. I know y'all yeah, said go ahead. Know it does, but like slide into Macy's DMs for art. Oh, <laughs> you tried it. You tried it. As if you weren't going to say something. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. I mean, but while we on the topic of sliding into DMs, y'all, like you've heard me talk a lot today. Um, so if you're still interested, you can hit me up um, at Des <laughs> at ebprpodcast.com if you're looking for um a sugar baby or somebody who oh, who loves snap. their yoni just like hit me up at does at if you want me to show you what a yoni egg does um no i'm just kidding y'all i'm just kidding i'm just kidding kind of but does at ebprpodcast.com Wait, <laughs> yeah you gotta ask for what you want in this world i'm asking life's too short i'm asking for money vacations trips um i would need my student loans paid off um what else doing food all the food please all the food um i just declared that i wasn't going to get a brazilian butt lift um but you know what i mean like there are other things you know what i'm saying um perpetual wax passes things of that nature i'll accept it all i'll accept it all thank you 
<laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> that list, man. That list. Out of control. Yes. <laughs> Out of control. But what I want is is a trip um this weekend to New York City so that Macy I could see you at um at your art show. Do you want to tell us more about that? Um yes. So um I'm really excited for the show that I'm going to be at um, this upcoming weekend. It's Saturday, March 3rd from 4 to 10 p.m. So the event is hosted by a feminist book club called Bitches, Books, and Brunch. And the event is called Bitch Fest 2018, and it's in Queens, New York. It is an open an opening celebration for Women's History Month, and it's part fair, part festival with vendors, DJs, live performances, food, and drink. So if you are in New York or Queens area, hopefully you can stop by um, and see me and support the other um, female artists that are going to be there sharing their crafts. Details about this event will are available on www.bitchesbooksbrunch.com. Hey. Perfect. So yeah, I'm trying to manifest um, a New York City trip for this weekend. So if anybody just got some miles that they can throw ah! around, you know, well, away. <laughs> while we while we manifest in trips to New York, I'll already be there. So if you are um, looking to take somebody out for a birthday dinner on the town again my email is des at ebprpodcast.com um i know some of our listeners are from new york so stop playing with me i'll be there you can take me out take me to bbqs i don't even care give me the chicken and the rice um but yeah uh, so yes macy thank you so much for dropping some knowledge and giving us something to to reflect on as we are trying to better ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and as we move throughout 2018, because we need it. Thank you, too. This has been so lovely. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, the Macy, like, seriously, like, for reals, like, seriously, seriously, like, thank you for coming on <laughs> and sharing, like, all <laughs> of your light and your, like, optimism and, like, your wisdom. Like, the wisdom is, like, the, the main thing that I hope that, like, our listeners take, like, stuff away from, because you're just like it's so deep and it's just it's so important and i love it and i also hope that everybody does what i'm about to do and goes to your etsy site and drops all the money um with that ebpr 25 discount code i wish um i wish i could hug both of you right now that's like the one thing that i really feel like i need to do oh <laughs> digital hugs e-hugs yeah. we're all about it <laughs> we're all about it all right. Well, thanks again, Macy. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Hey. Now we have come to, yeah, and we've come to our favorite part of the show, the shout out. Did you want to hit them with the top countries? Yes, top countries, U.S. expected, France and Germany. Hey, that's where my mom's side of the family's from. Hey, Uncle Adolf was giving us a listen. <laughs> I know, Uncle Adolf, shout out. Not to be confused with, with that Adolf, guys, not to know. Other, the other one. No. <laughs> yes. The other one, yeah. Yes. Yeah, top cities this week are Cambridge, Mass, uh, Boardman, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. 
Yes, top listeners, uh, Marinked, Inaudible, and Dream Perpy. Thanks, all of you lovelies, for giving us a listen. I think I might actually know one of you. Um, so, yeah, shout out. Oh, hey, 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 hey. I see you. Go ahead and slide in them DMs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oops. <laughs> but um, before we wrap up this episode, we wanted to share a special offer with you, our lovely listeners. Our sponsor, Audible, is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Um, who wants to share what they're reading this week through Audible? Because I'm uh, pretty excited about this. Yeah. Macy, what about you? What are you what are you reading this week? Oh, um, I have been listening to um This I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. And I cannot recommend it enough. It is so good and so wise and so just pleasant to listen to. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Uh, after uh, I'm done with my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week I am rereading for like the th- third or fourth time right now. Oh my gosh. Um, reading You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. It's like self-help, but like real. And it's good. It's good. It's good. Des, what about you? What are you listening to reading this week? Well, well, y'all know we're, we're rolling into Pisces season pretty heavy now. So I'm listening to This Is How You Lose Her by Juno Diaz. Oh, well, check that one out too. So many books to read. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, so if you are interested in reading some of these books or any of the other 180,000 books that Audible has, go ahead and visit audibletrial.com slash podcast and you'll get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. Again, visit audibletrial.com slash podcast for your free audiobook. Yes. And while we're talking about special offers, we also want to remind you of another special offer from our friends at Texture. They are offering a free 14-day trial to use their service. So check it out at ebprpodcast.com slash texture. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe us, like us, rate us, review us, share, um, repost, do the most. And um, you know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do so you don't miss out on an episode. That's right. We publish a new episode every Wednesday. But, you know, if you need a little more from Des or I between those Wednesday postings, uh, check out our website, ebprpodcast.com, or check us out on social. We're available almost everywhere at ebprpodcast. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, some others here and there. Check us out. But not Snapchat. Don't even try to come at me on Snapchat because it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. All right. So, uh, Macy, again, thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you you joining us. Thank you, ladies. All right, guys. Talk to y'all later. All right. Holla. Bye.